You've tuned in to Columbia Calling, your first stop for everything you want to know about Columbia. How and where to invest, where to visit. From the Pacific to the Caribbean, the Andes Mountains to the Amazon jungle, Columbia has a slice of everything. Shooting from the hip, answering the questions that need answering. Here's your host, the journalist and hotelier, Richard McCall, shedding some light on the fashionable South American destination of Columbia. Hello and welcome to Columbia Calling. I'm Emily Hart and this week I'll be chatting to Eblis Alvarez, composer, musician and the incredible mind behind the Meridian Brothers. We'll be chatting salsa, technology and the band's epic new album, Lost in Time Between the 1970s and 2022, Digital Futurism and Nostalgia, and Between Reality and Creation. The new album was recorded with cult 1970s salsa group Grupo Renacimiento, who are not quite all they seem to be. All of that coming up today, but first, your top stories for this week. Aerial bombings targeting illegal armed groups will be suspended to avoid collateral damage to civilians and deaths of minors who have been forcibly recruited. Defence Minister Iwan Velasquez said the move is also a show of willingness in the bid to persuade armed groups to come to the table for negotiations. Also this week, President Gustavo Petro once again extended an invitation to the groups to participate in his policy of total peace – He is now proposing a nationwide, multilateral ceasefire. The new government is in communication with various armed groups, including the Clan del Golfo, guerrilla group the ELN, and dissidents from the now demobilised FARC rebel group. Petro has said the problem of illegal mining in the country must be tackled as priority as part of this plan, with that activity being one of the most important sources of income for illegal groups, together with drug trafficking. He also proposed on Wednesday that drug traffickers who comply with government surrender conditions and abandon the trade will not be extradited to face charges abroad. The proposal would, however, require renegotiation with the USA. In another major shift in drugs policy in Colombia, forced eradication of coca crops has been suspended. Priority is instead being given to voluntary eradication, approaching the communities so that they can replace their crops with legal plants. The president has said the suspension is a temporary measure while policy is clarified, but the aim is to stop criminalising the most vulnerable links in the chain, the coca growers, and to instead focus efforts on shutting down criminal organisations. Minister of Justice Nestor Osuna denied that the government has plans to decriminalise cocaine, saying that it is a shift of policy but not a total break with the past, and that legalisation will not happen during this government. During a visit to Colombia this week, director of the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy, Rahul Gupta, said that the Biden administration's drug policy will be holistic, compassionate, science-based and people-centred. The US says it plans to continue its close alliance with Colombia. Colombia's controversial riot squad, the ESMAD, will be transformed and renamed, now being called the Unit of Dialogue and Accompaniment to Public Demonstration. Rather than black, the group will now be wearing blue and the tanks will be white, some being used as ambulances. The anti-riot function, however, as a last resort when a protest becomes violent or affects the community, will not change. Colombia's National Police Force has also announced a training programme to prevent human rights violations, supported by the United States and the United Nations.
Colombia has withdrawn from a key UN anti-abortion convention, the Geneva Consensus Declaration. It was an initiative by former US President Donald Trump and his Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, claiming in the declaration that there is no international right to abortion, further saying that the traditional family, defined as a married heterosexual couple with their biological children, is the fundamental unit of society, and that each country has the sovereign right to make their own laws on abortion. 34 of the UN's 193 member states signed the declaration, including 19 authoritarian and hardline religious regimes, including Belarus, Egypt, Hungary, Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. Former President Ivan Duque, only months before leaving office, had joined Colombia up to this commission of countries. US President Joe Biden, meanwhile, had removed the United States from the declaration in 2021. The national government, along with this withdrawal, announced this week that it will seek a way to regulate the constitutional court ruling to allow abortion until the 24th week of gestation. Those were your top stories for this week. Do you have an idea for a great new podcast? You can bring your idea to life and start your podcast today with Libsyn. Our podcast has been on Libsyn for, well, nine years and we love it. Libsyn has everything you need to plan, launch and grow your own podcast. Libsyn provides some of the best resources created by expert podcasters who will show you everything you need to know, like what equipment you should use, how to record great audio, how to get your show onto Apple Podcasts and other popular platforms and much more. Plus, as a friend of Columbia Calling, when you sign up with Libsyn, you get your first month of podcast hosting for free. There has never been a better time than right now for you to start podcasting. Visit Libsyn.com and use code FRIEND, that's F-R-I-E-N-D, and that's Libsyn, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N, Dot com and use the code FRIEND to get started and create your podcast today. Here to talk about your new album with the Meridian Brothers, um, which I have not stopped listening to since it was released. Um, let's get into it. So the album is a revival of legendary cult salsa band Grupo Renacimiento, who were not able to join us today because they don't exist. You invented them. Um, so can you tell us a bit about the group yeah. and why you created them? I mean, to pinpoint, like, parts where you can grab a concept. Like before, you know, like before, we could grab to the genres, we could grab to certain types of, for example, literature, uh, certain points of culture, very that very well pointed and right now uh, due to this uh, you know this all kind of big data you could call it is very difficult to to pinpoint something and that's so with the meridian brothers i mean uh, i'm i'm on the same you know phenomena of the beginning of the of the 21st century where nothing can really be pinpoint most, more than a generic concept such as okay. cumbia mm -hmm. for example or latin so I got this need to create a whole character in order to root the perception of, of the audience into 
you know, a deeper concept, which is uh, salsa music and its historic and and historic development. Uh, so with with Grupo Renacimiento, I made that attempt. And the album was released with a short mockumentary about the group and their history, which I'll be sharing across all of our social media, which is beautifully, beautifully illustrated and also quite comic. The the sequence where the band try and do punk is an amazing, um, it's an amazing sound. There. The listeners will hear it because I will share it. Um, so you really committed to the idea of the band and they've got a whole, a whole story, a whole history. And they're from they're from Magdalena, right? Uh-huh. From a small town in Magdalena. Basically, the story is told by Artemio Morelia, which is the f- fantastic band leader of of El Grupo Renacimiento, and he, with his peers, went to Bogota and uh, made like the usual migration case of the Colombian uh, people. I'm also describing what happens uh, in in Colombia which like people in the in the um, in the countryside uh, get pushed to migrate to Bogota mostly uh, due, due to uh, poverty or or uh, due to violence so this has also this background this cultural background uh, that happens in our country and then the guys get involved with music with all kinds of, of, of their background in music, but they grab uh, as a starting point for El Grupo Renacimiento, the Lebron Brothers, which is uh, their favorite group. And yeah, they, this, the history developed with, with more other details and, and anecdotes uh, until finally this producer from Bogota finds them and record and put their album out with mm. Sonia Records. Because you also appear in the illustrated documentary. Yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to be And you're referred producer. to as Pachaco. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is um this is some this is something very mm-hmm. Colombian. It's a kind of a um, well, this is kind of a uh I would say is 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 a term to to this to or or a nickname for the people who comes from the capital to the coast they call they are being called cachacos uh, that's from my background story also because my oh. father is from the coast but I'm not so I, I would be called all the time when I visit my grandmother oh. a cachaco <laughs> makes sense <laughs> yeah. so that's colombian so in terms yeah. of you know, you being the cachaco to the band and the band being a creation of yours, do you feel like you're mm-hmm. somehow external to this sound or to this music or that they're a kind of externalization of something in you? Exactly, exactly, because, um, you know, like like uh, there is some regional divisions here inside the country. Uh, you know, the usual divisions that actually is a, fractal of nationalism where everyone is proud of its culture but what would happen to people from the capitals mostly is that the 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 thing that the people from the capitals are proud of is because of the civilization and global culture you know uh, all the sciences all the all the social sciences the scientific sciences the 
everything of the knowledge of the so-called civilization belongs to people from the capitals. But the traditions, the roots, the, the music, the food, um, this identity is found on the countryside. Um, well, this is, this is just a phenomena, and this is how, how I, I don't know, culture works. Uh, I don't know what is right, what is wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm just describing it. So basically what I consider about being someone born in a, in a big capital is like the persons in big capitals lose their roots. There could be, you know, the, their traditional roots and, and the, those roots are replaced with the civilization, which is the, you know, is like the everything that belongs to behavior, science, uh, um, you know, uh, the ways of seeing the world are enclosed within this term of civilization, which doesn't actually uh, agree with, with the terms of seeing life of people from the countryside. Uh, we don't know exactly, uh, again, I don't know what's right and what's wrong, but it's just a phenomenon that uh, I always, I, I, I would, Always, always, always describing my music or in my in my own background because it's myself. Mm. Yeah. So the album is a sort of tribute and hyper referential set of salsa and salsa sub genres. So what are its major influences musically? Mine, mine influences mm, on this album in particularly. Ah, on this album particularly. Well. This album is, uh, I consider it like a copy, but a multi-layer copy. Uh, I copy everything, you know. I copy the sound of the of of, of each instrument in my favorite, uh, you know, my favorite records mostly. Uh, I'm, uh, basically, I'm, I'm I'm influenced by records, all kinds of records, and since I'm a very you know, salsa fan. I have like like several uh, fetishes into my into my way of discovering music and recording it and and, and playing it. But basically, um, in general terms, I have like a fixation on 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 these like uh, peripheral salsa groups that were not part of the big Fania, although Fania. Is, is very important and and begun also like a peripheral uh, movement. But uh, I'm particularly fix, fixated on those 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 groups and also the the, the spreading that 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 went to Latin America to Africa after the salsa movement were uh, structured in in New York. So basically, I'm. Um, I'm copying records of, of of these record labels such as I don't know Tico or record labels like Kotik or music from uh, from the sal the salsa important bands from Colombia or Peru or Venezuela uh, that were replicating this salsa movement. Uh, the the characteristics of those recordings are a kind of rougher, a kind of uh, the, the quality is a little bit more poor, but also very charming. Um, 
So yeah, I picked all these little details on several recordings of of, of these particular records that are tons of right, them. Right, anyway. because from from what I've read, this imagined band is very large, but the vocals are you, and the music, all of the musical instruments are also you. And you altered your own voice on the record, yeah, right, can... to make it sound more of the genre. Yeah, it's my own voice. It's my own voice, uh, uh, but it's transformed by the right. computer. which is so fascinating, yeah. right, because you're trying to replicate a very old, very textured sound through a very technical, digital yeah, exactly. process. Yeah, that's uh, that. That's the the, mm-hmm. the paradoxical, paradoxical, um, yeah, thing. About right. I think one of my favorite things about this record, as well, is it has this incredibly textured, nostalgic sound, but the lyrics are so modern and relate to very modern conundrums and dilemmas, particularly of of the digital age. So I think a good a good one to talk about yeah. here is the single, right? Metamorphosis, um, which is yeah. a reference to the Kafka novella about transformation, but the character in this song wakes up and he's a robot. So what inspired you to write this one? Well, no, it's, uh, this is a subject that I've been like uh, really digging for, for a long time. I used to be um, like music technology teacher. I used to be really a technologic geek uh, for maybe 20 years ago or something, like being in all kinds of avant-garde uh, computer stuff. I was really, yeah, I, I also, you know, like, I also uh, swallowed the pill of technology will save the world and, and you know, the, the golden days of Apple computers and the iPod and everything seemed so, like, mm-hmm. you know, so hopeful. Um, and then I was a big promoter of that when I was this, this teacher for maybe it was 15 years ago or something. But at one point I began to discover what exactly encloses this technology, these fast, these, uh, facilities of technology. And I began to develop a, like, like a kind of a critical, uh, point towards technology. Now it's evident. I mean, it's evident how technology is polluting the world. It's evident how um, the monopoly of the technological corporations are, you know, like controlling most of our lives. And of course, uh, everything, everything that you think in life doesn't really have a one pole of, of, of things. I mean, we are talking here because mm-hmm. of technology. So that's the reason because I don't take, I never take statements about anything. I just describe the situation because there is always uh, both poles. I mean, it it can be, you know, really nasty for humanity, but it's also good because due to technology, I could be a musician uh, without no studio, without no money, but with a computer that I could be creative with that. And that's the reason because, I mean, I, I, I'm able to right now to, you know, put my records out because I begun with a computer in a room. Uh, so, yeah, but if one goes deeper on that terms of technology is question of words. I mean, 
technology has detached of the real technology. Now, this um, may, maybe the, this system of uh, digital accounts for everything, for shopping, for mm -hmm. dining, for a car, for a room, for a house, for um, encloses a digital system of control, a digital system of technocracy, which is not technology, you know. Uh, a computer is technology. Um, I don't know. the um, What else? Uh, an engine is technology. And, of course, some software and algorithms are technology. But there are some others that are part of the digital system of technocracy. And the problem is that we don't really can, uh, you know, pinpoint which is one or the other. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. And that's when we become these robots. <laughs> so with that, you know, thinking about we are evolving with, with the technology, we are becoming the technology itself. And that's the problem for me, is my opinion, because we are exactly as humans, we are the opposite of technology. Humans um, doesn't process very well information. Actually, humans get rid of information. And after get rid of information and replacing it or transmute the information in emotions. So we are a very sophisticated machines of emotions. Which machines just replicate uh, with algorithms. So people are being told that machines are better than us. You know, like the Netflix or something like better than us. Computer, I mean, computer would do it better for you. But we actually are not meant to handle information. We are meant to get rid of information and replacing it with emotions and um, sensations and impulses. So this is my point on that. Um, the guy of the song is trying to tell, oh, I don't want to become a robot. I want to go to the other side, to the side of the motion and to the side of the mm. impulses. That's so interesting and very parallel to the Kafka story where he wakes up not evolved, but sort of devolved exactly. or evolved, you know, sideways as involved, a yeah, yeah. cockroach or a beetle, depending exactly. on which translation. But it's a... It's an interesting one because in the chorus, as I remember it in Metamorphosis, in your in your song, he talks about curing himself with a herbal bath. So he, with a herbal bath, un baño de hierba. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's a yeah. kind of herbal <laughs> exactly. medicine solution. Yeah, herbal medicine solution for not right. becoming a robot. <laughs> exactly. exactly, and I think the... Another really interesting thing about this combination is it's so disorienting to have this 1970s sound with this, you know, very modern dilemma. Exactly. So there's a kind of exactly. a sense of being lost in time in some way. Well, we 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 are now kind of lost <laughs> in time anyway. <laughs> lost in all the times because because you know, information has given us, you know, like all these archetypes of the past becoming futuristic you know that's the retro movement that's that's what it's all about so we are in kind of a point in history 
And this is because the system of, informa of information is taking the human collective, collective mind. The collective mind of human was biological, energetic at one point, but this system wants to electrify that into a new grid. This, this grid, which is a replica exactly of our lives, we are replicating that, you know, putting information into the network. So this one is replicating this human life and then becoming something else, you know, becoming them, becoming the technology, the technology. Everything that works now for technology is for them. You know, the, all the advances in technology are not anymore for humans. It's just for them or for him or for she, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, uh, a lot of the great promises of technology I mean, particularly springs to mind is is social media the idea that that was going to be a democratizing platform on which we were all exactly. horizontal and we could talk to each other on equal grounds and it's become you know one of the great the world's great corporate monopolies and yeah you know what has what it has become after 15 years of the launches or 17 years of the launches of fa mm -hmm. facebook for example which was the the biggest experiment yeah of that. yeah um, but I'm wondering why, of all of the eras of salsa, what is it about the 1970s sound um, that grabs you? Well, uh, that's also a personal position. Uh, uh, the 70s was like the, for me, was the golden point of, of combination of art, spirit mm. and technology. The, the, te the technology of recording, that is real technology. The technology of recording was so evolved uh, in terms of microphonery, media for, for capturing, uh, multi-layer recording and everything. And also culturally, um, the globalism was like just enough to absorb the wellness of different cultures without harming them. Uh, and also, spiritually, uh, the humanity were, you know, after this big war, humanity were reflecting about how to evolve, how to, how, how, we, how we avoid to this, this, this total destruction that we faced 20 years ago, like in the whole world. So those, you know, those parameters gave most of the most beautiful modern music of the 20th century in jazz, in rock, in salsa, in Latin music. I mean, everything you check on, I mean, it could be Nigeria, it could be Burkina Faso, it could be Barranquilla, it could be Iquitos, Peru, it could be La Paz. When you play those records, you find like a really strong content in sound, in culture, in expression, in, in expression, in lyrics. And, you know, everything gets destroyed again. So then it was like another, you know, wave back to, to I don't know what. And, but I have this special fixation. And, of course, I, I be going with that is personal because I have this discussion with some other people friends and and say no 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 the golden point was this and of course there was you know several golden points of civilization of music or arts but for me and latin music 70s all the 70s and beginning of the 80s were really the gold part in terms of all of that 
So there is an element of nostalgia, both musically and politically, to this album. Um, what in terms of how society was formed during the period that, that we're looking back to. Mm. Uh, uh-huh. And I don't mean that, that everything was fine, you know. Right now, there are some, you know, social developments in terms of equality that have really, you know, been improved. So, yeah, I don't want to see like a radical nostalgic because the things doesn't really work like synchronized. They work asynchronically. So, although it was a, you know, golden point in music, mm -hmm. as I explained, there are, you know, some other stuff that will, were really wrong in terms of, for example, mm -hmm. equality. So, yeah. Don't no, I, I, I totally understand. I think, you know, nostalgia for any moment in the past for somebody who's mm -hmm. not a white man comes with like a bunch of complications, right? Because we're, we're still getting there on so many things. Exactly. Um, so I guess the question mm -hmm. is, is it optimistic, the album? Well, the album doesn't really look to the future. The album, uh, actually, if I'm not wrong, doesn't really have the factor of time involved other than describing the self-situation of each song. So this album is not pessimistic or optimistic. Just describe several situations, very particular situations on the human experience. Just, you know, both socially or collective and internally, such as, you know, sadness and you know vices and addictions because salsa so particularly has this tradition of storytelling and social commentary um so what do you think listeners are or what have you noticed that listeners are, are being hit by in this album what are they taking away no that's very difficult i think uh, everyone has its own filter and its own way of of um how you call it, uh, you know, to assimilate mm -hmm. stuff. So in general, what I'm, what I'm always try to do with my music is to make a multi-layer perceptional um, object where you can, you know, just grab it, the, the surface, uh, or grab, you know, grab the the cliches because it's full of cliches i would call it archetypes which is more elegant but there are cliches in a way um grab the lyrics grab the the singing or or the expression or grab the whole as a whole experience in terms of emotional travel so i just assure i i make sure of of the of, of always an album has that but In my experience, or uh, uh, also, you know, me listening to music, I know that you have your own filter, your own frequency to assimilate stuff. I just hope that, you know, that uh, enough people likes it. <laughs> I, well, know. I know Richard and I have been listening to it a lot. I'm really interested in, you know, when you're creating an album like this, do you have a listener in mind? Do you imagine, say, people dancing salsa to the songs or do you imagine them sitting listening do you have a an audience sort of in in your head while you're doing it 
I would say I transmutate in the human collective. Uh, you know, that's the... Uh, I consider myself a pretty common person. So as being a common person, I think I have a very common perception of stuff. So this is one of my also multi-layer way of personality. It's I have this really common perception of things. So I can be a generic human listening mm -hmm. to the album. Then I get this posture when I when I listen to my own music and try to see how I react with right. that. Interesting. Yeah. So over the years you've played with and worked in so many different genres of music. But what was your first love, musically speaking? What was the first thing you listened to and you were like, oh my God, music, exclamation mark. Like I, I, I was, as, as I said in the last question, I grew up with the old common genre in my age. I mean, people of my age are very, uh, are very nostalgic about rock in Espanol, which was like the first time that, that Spanish or, or rock song in Spanish was you know, introduced into Latin America. By this time in the 80s, we were totally, totally used by the corporations as maybe, a, you know, as a center of consumption of foreign culture, I would say, or civilized, civilized content, which is the global content. All global stuff is the civilization I was talking about. So yeah, rock and espanol was something that that people grabbed as a form of identity in the eighties, and I grew up with that. And then I I changed it to metal music. I changed it to then I again I went into university. And uh, what is most like you know like uh, when you get into an education institution is that you are really learning the common ways of the system. So. Yeah, I, I was pretty like a plain, a plain, you know, standard person until at one point I kind of, <laughs> I kind of, I don't know, I rioted at one point. <laughs> yeah, maybe when I was like 20 years right. old, something, something, something happened and I rioted in a way into the mm. academies and everything. So yeah. now you play how many instruments would you say? No, I don't. don't I, 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 I would be called multi-instrumentalist, but if I want to be sincere, I'm a guitarist. This, that's the only instrument that I know, like, you know, everything about, of course, with my limitations of my body and mind. But the rest is that I have, like, a, maybe I have talent to play some other instruments. Uh, but I won't say that I play them, like, <laughs> right. What I have is maybe, like, a, a, a mind of the mm -hmm. composer, the mind of a composer is someone that is trained to imagine the whole. Uh, so composers, classical composers, most they know all the techniques of the violin, but they don't play themselves or, or the you know all the instruments. So I I, th I I think in that way, but then I dare to play the instruments, and with technology, <laughs> I arrange everything to sound like it was like right, right. or you know. <laughs> and was the guitar your first instrument? Was it the first instrument you played? No, I played drums. That was ah. my first instrument. And then I switched to right. guitar. Yeah. Um, so you've just been on tour to the US. Do you find that the US audience 
responds to the music in a similar way to a Colombian audience or does it vary within the US? Do you feel different responses in different places? Yeah, yeah, we, I, we feel... Uh, we, we were really happy at the US. In, in, in the US, uh, um, and it's mostly because it's so blended and there is a Latin component which is much more bigger than in other countries such as Europe, for example, co Europe countries. And also, you know, the other component of, of people who look strangely to Latin music or, or in another way, which is not Latin. So this blending was really surprising for us. I mean, we, we, we toured the U.S. before, but not with the amount of audience we got this time. So it was really excited, exciting for, for the band to, to play in the U.S., really. And the... The imaginary 70s salsa group is called Grupo Renacimiento, which means rebirth. Um, but it feels like this is the rebirth more of Ansona Records. And this record that you've just released with them is their first in 30 years, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a coincidence mm -hmm. that matches beautifully. <laughs> just, it was, it was, it's a coincidence, a synchronicity. Mm -hmm. um, so Ansona's kind of having having a rebirth itself are you planning to keep releasing with them what what are your incoming plans actually i don't have the like certain plans for now because um Meridian brothers actually made three records wow. in two years i mean last week it was like the two two years uh, uh, launching of the of the cumbia siglo mm -hmm. you know record um so right now our aim is to work on on those three albums live to 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 put it live actually we had this accordion album that we did that uh, we need to put it live because because uh, we didn't do it because we need like our our friend accordionist Ivan Medellin from mm -hmm. Conjunto Media Luna so we have a lot of plans to make music live like tours um, going to different cities, try to to show both Renacimiento, the previous albums, and you know sometimes you just feel <laughs> empty <laughs> because yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of production. Yeah. Is is Grupo Renacimiento going to have a longer life, or do you think it was just this this album? Yeah, I think I think I have tons of Morse idea with El Grupo Renacimiento because, I, I mean, actually I have much more songs that, that, that were not completed with this album that was like some sketches that didn't work at this point, but then I could realize that those can work and, and there is also, you know, Merengue, Bomba, Plena, Jíbaro. I mean, it's a whole universe. El Grupo Renacimiento has a lot of life, you know, ahead. Also with the accordion music, yeah, yeah, you know, each each album I do is like a path that is only the first album. I mean, maybe the last five albums I made with Meridian Brothers, they are just the first album of this line of mm -hmm. ideas. Yeah, of Lots of first steps. Excited to see what comes next. <laughs> yeah, me too. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see if I can keep up. Keep up. Great. Well, thank you yeah. so much for joining us, Evelis, and thank you so much to our listeners. Thanks a lot, um, Emily. Well, have a great week. The same for for the listeners and you, Emily. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Te voy a la batalla, te 
This episode was brought to you by Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean. Since 1967, their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. And also, our other sponsor is BNB Colombia Tours, experts in custom-made travel throughout Colombia. The team at BNB Colombia Tours can provide you with fantastic private experiences, creating wonderful memories of Colombia for a lifetime. Check out the website at bnbcolombia.com, complete the free itinerary form, and tell them that Colombia Calling sent you to receive a further 5% off their already great prices. So that's bnbcolombia.com and, of course, latinnews.com. Thank you for everyone for listening. That's us. Farewell. And of course, check back next week. Bye bye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.